0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Metabolism and Menopause Podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I am your host and CEO of Vitality OET. We are a women's nutrition, health, and fitness company that focuses predominantly on women's hormones, particularly during perimenopause and onwards. We know that so many women struggle not only with hormonal symptoms like irritability, brain fog, night sweats, hot flashes, but also all of a sudden this weight gain that comes onto your belly that came out of nowhere. You feel like you've changed nothing in your life. You're doing everything the same and now you're cutting carbs or cutting calories you're doing cardio, all the things that you used to do to lose weight and they aren't working and you are super, super frustrated. So we know that your body is now inherently different. So our mission is to teach women about how their bodies change during this period of their life. So that way you can finally reach your health and fitness goals feel in control and at home in your body again, live a life full of vitality, and really understand how to take care of this new body because now these hormones have changed, things are inherently different. So today what I want to talk about is what happens to your hormones during a fat loss phase, particularly when we're looking at perimenopause and menopause and things that we need to be aware of. So fat loss phases are exciting. Everyone's really excited to get there, especially if you've been going through a reverse diet healing your hormones, getting things balanced, sleeping good, getting your energy up, decreasing inflammation, improving your blood sugars, improving your thyroid function, getting that inflammation down. And now you're ready for that fat loss phase. And by the way, if you have not already gotten those things in check, you're not ready for a fat loss phase. And we will talk about that another day. But first we're going to talk about fat loss phases and your hormones. So you've done all the groundwork. You're ready to go. Body feels great. We're going into a fat loss phase. And maybe you're already there, you're seeing like your body starting to change, your hard work is paying off, maybe you're starting to feel a little bit lighter, maybe you're feeling stronger, more energetic, um, maybe the scale shows some signs of progress, I don't know. Um, but with other diets, especially extreme ones in the past, you haven't always been able to stick to those, right? Um, that's why you've yo-yoed and you've tried a billion different things. Um, your mindset changes, Your body makes cravings more aggressive, and then suddenly it's so hard to not eat. Um, And that box of cookies there that like maybe you could have just had one before, and now you're going to eat the entire sleeve. And I have done that multiple times. Um, And then you feel like absolute garbage after. And it's really important to understand what happens to your hormones during times of low calorie intake. And for reference, low calories is medically termed as less than sixteen hundred calories. Um, typically, we don't like to see women in a uh, deficit for more than eight to twelve weeks because that's when we start to see like hormones start to take a dip, energy starts to decrease, metabolism starts to slow down. Um, there's just all these negative side effects, and we want to make sure that all the groundwork you put in to heal you and get you into a position where your body can go into a fat loss phase isn't wasted, and that your body doesn't maladapt to this. So. When we explain this, it's going to help you recognize and understand some of the potential issues that you might have had in the past or what you're struggling with right now and then how to actually deal with those. Um, So maybe it'll help you also figure out like when it's time to come out of that fat loss phase. These are all things to understand, um, really become educated on and just really understand that your body is trying to tell you when it's uncomfortable and we need to listen to it. So first, let's understand what hormones are important and change in a period of low calorie intake. Um, This also occurs if you've been chronically eating too little for too long um, or you've cut calories too aggressive as well. So important hormones that we're going to talk about for food intake and fat loss are your insulin, cortisol, ghrelin, leptin, estrogen, progesterone, and thyroid hormone. And I'm sure a lot of you were like, oh, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of things happen to your body. and It's really important to understand what's going on so that you can like identify it, make the changes as you need. Um, and for some people, it might be more drastic. You might be like, oh, this makes so much more sense. You'll get those light bulb moments. And that's really good. So first of all, let's talk about insulin. Insulin is produced in the pancreas. It is the hormone that regulates our blood sugar levels. Insulin allows our body to use sugar or glucose from the carbs that we have eaten for energy or to store that glucose for future use. When calorie intake is low, it can cause imbalanced levels of blood sugar and therefore change your balance of insulin in the blood because they react together. When this happens, we can see cravings start to increase. Um, and that's an attempt in, for your body trying to stabilize things. So this naturally happens. Your body's like, oh, we're not eating enough. We need to like, we need to do something to set you up for su- success because our body does not want to change. Our body does not want to lose fat. It is happy where it is. It wants to keep a level of balance. Now let's talk about Cortisol cortisol we know is the stress hormone it's secreted when our brain activates our fight or flight response so this is basically your body going okay we're either running away from the bear or fighting the bear this is what happens when we're stressed out and it happens from everything um it can happen when we're not eating enough when we're not eating enough carbohydrates when we're exercising too much not getting enough sleep um high stress jobs we're go 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 all the time um your husband made you mad, you're under financial stress, your kids are making you mad, your in-laws are making you mad, your boss is making you mad. All of this is stress on top of stress on top of stress and cortisol is going to increase. When we feel stressed and cortisol increases, it's preparing your body by flooding it with glucose. So our blood sugar increases. Um, And this is to supply immediate energy to our larger muscle groups to either run away from the bear or fight the bear. So it's setting you up for success. This elevated level, this elevated level of cortisol increases your appetite and your cravings especially for sugar your fatty foods because your body is looking for that instant energy to help you run away from the bear or fight the bear. Um, and in a deficit, your stress response is higher. Um, you're more sensitive to it. So it doesn't have the extra cata- calories to utilize as a stress buffer. So you're going to see cortisol increases quicker. Blood sugars are going to increase quicker. And again, we know that insulin's also struggling. So blood sugar is going to kind of be erratic. And we also know that during perimenopause and menopause, when our estrogen decreases, we become more insulin resistant. So insulin's already an issue. Blood sugar is already going to be an issue. And our cortisol level is going to increase as well because our stress tolerance decreases because we don't have a hormonal buffer anymore from our estrogen. So this is already happening when we're not even in a deficit. So this is why doing the aggressive stuff doesn't always work anymore. Next, we have ghrelin. Ghrelin is produced in our stomach. And it's our hunger hormone. Its primary function is to regulate your appetite and tell you when you are hungry. Ghrelin levels increase in our blood just before eating or when we're fasting. Um, And then eating is going to reduce our ghrelin levels in our system, which tells our body that we're no longer hungry Oh, we're getting fed. So we're good. Calorie deficits, however, are going to increase levels of ghrelin over time since your body can feel that it's in a deficit. It's not getting enough. So this increase in hunger hormone is encouraging you to eat more. Um, So you are going to feel hungry because you're not eating enough. Ghrelin goes up, telling your body that you're hungry more often. Um, Another thing to note is that sleep deprivation, if you're not getting enough good quality sleep or quantity of sleep, You are going to see ghrelin spike as well, which is again going to trigger hunger. So this is why sleeping and focusing on recovery during a fat loss phase is super important. And if you're very highly stressed, a fat loss phase is probably not a good time for you right now. The next one is leptin. So ghrelin tells us that we're hungry. Leptin is the hormone that tells our brain that we are full. So leptin is produced by our fat cells and it communicates to our brain that we are no longer hungry. We are good. We are fed. We are happy. The primary function of leptin is to help our body maintain its weight. Again, our body doesn't want to fluctuate. It likes being where it is. Our body has a ton of backup systems to try and make sure that we stay where we are. So when we are actively trying to lose weight and we're eating less food, leptin levels are lowered in an attempt to maintain balance in the body. So low leptin levels can cause you to never feel satisfied um, after you're eating a meal and snacks and stuff like that. And also to help you feel hungry all the time. So obviously, this is going to lead to cravings. Um, It also, leptin is also going to increase cortisol. So that leads to additional issues. So now we are going to be having issues with our blood sugars. Um, We're going to see cortisol is going to be increasing our blood sugars more. We're going to be hungry more. And we're also going to feel like we're not full. That is tough. Then we have estrogen and progesterone. And your brain actually has estrogen receptors, which are associated with feeling full and satisfied. So in a calorie deficit, estrogen production decreases, which again is already happening during perimenopause and menopause. So when estrogen is low, and now even going lower, these these receptors in our brain stay empty, so then our feeling of satisfaction goes down. It makes our cravings far more intense and harder to control, not to mention that estrogen helps us feel energized and good and in a more stable mood. So we're already struggling with that during perimenopause and menopause, but that calorie deficit is going to make it even harder. So stress levels increase and that's going to cause progesterone to go down because when progesterone or when cortisol levels are high, it steals the precursor that we need for progesterone and that is going to make our progesterone progesterone levels decrease even more because cortisol steals the precursor that we need to build progesterone. So when progesterone goes down, we're going to see a reduction in energy. We are also going to see a reduction in our thyroid function, which is going to cause our energy output to decrease and our metabolic rate to slow down. So now we're burning less calories at rest as well um progesterone also plays a very important role in lowering our insulin levels so then progesterone is since we're having less of that in a deficit as well as if we're stressed out as well as when we're going through perimenopause and menopause we're going to have issues with insulin resistance so without progesterone we're going to see again more issues with our blood sugar so to review leptin which keeps us full insulin estrogen and progesterone and thyroid production is all going to go down during a deficit and then ghrelin which cues our cravings and hunger and cortisol our stress hormone are going to go up. So as you can tell being in a deficit is actually incredibly stressful on our body and our body doesn't want to doesn't want to lose weight. It doesn't, which is super frustrating. It has no idea that you're trying to look good for A wedding or a grad or a birthday or a trip, it does not care. Um, Our body wants to maintain what we call homeostasis, it wants to stay balanced. But it's really important to note that hormones actually drive our behavior. So while all these hormones may not have a direct role in preventing fat loss, for example, like ghrelin doesn't actually cause your body to store fat, but it plays a large role in our behavior, in our energy, in how we feel, which is going to influence our eating decisions and our mental health behaviors are going to drive how we eat how we move and how we relate with people around us so they're much more important when it comes to a deficit and understanding all this stuff and then sticking to a fat loss phase than you may think so it's not just like you have a lack of willpower or motivation your body is literally fighting you not wanting you to go into a fat loss phase it doesn't want you to lose weight so you may think that every time you fall off the wagon it's just because like you're not motivated enough or it's just too challenging but it's not, it's hormonal too. And those hormones are going to influence everything else in your body. So in a fat loss phase, hormonal changes can lead to things like binge eating or restriction around the binge, um, extreme hunger, hunger and uncontrollable cravings when you start going back to eating normal. So this is why it's important to increase slowly, um, increased stress around food, increased hyper-focus on food and eating, um, damaging relationships with body image and food, decreasing your mental health like suffering from more like anxiety and depression. So being aware of some of these possible changes can really help us recognize and like be proactive when it comes to trying to mitigate those. And there are some physical symptoms that you might want to watch out for too in a fat loss phase that signals to you that your body is not comfortable with where you are or what you're currently doing or it just wasn't ready. So we are intentionally reducing our intake and increasing our output in a fat loss phase. So we want to watch for these things. If these things are happening when you're in a fat loss phase, it's a signal that your body is not ready, um, and that you need to come out of it. So one worse or slowed gut health. This one is a huge indication that you're not ready for a fat loss phase, or you need to come out of it. It's too much stress on your body because what happens when we're in fight or flight all the time is blood goes away from our gut and goes to our arms and legs, to try and fight the bear or run away from the bear. So when blood leaves the abdomen, it actually slows down digestion, leads to more bloating, um, constipation, gas, things like that, Um, as well as you're gonna see an increase in inflammation if you're in a stressed state, which is also going to affect your gut health. Um, A lowered metabolic rate, extreme fatigue or lowered energy. If this is happening for more than five or six days in a row, we're pulling you out. Um, If you're experiencing muscle loss, Um, reduced fertility or cycle issues if you're not not already in perimenopause hormonal imbalances and symptoms so if all of a sudden you are struggling with your sleep again you're waking up at nighttime um, hot flashes night sweats irritability brain fog hair thinning all these symptoms that you were experiencing before are now coming back or they've gotten worse that is a sign that you need to come out of it as well um, weak bones. So if you get like a scan saying that you're like, um, dealing with osteopenia or osteoporosis, that's also a sign that we probably need to come out of it. Um, and lowered immunity. If you find that you're getting sick more often and you're not able to recover as quickly as you used to also a sign your body is under too much stress and we need to pull you out of it. So as you can see, there are quite a few hormones that will react to a calorie deficit. And while this isn't necessarily a bad thing, it is really, really important to be aware of, um, as well as those behavior and physical changes that might occur to give you a little bit more insight as to, okay, maybe I need to come out of this now. So always remember, the body does not like being uncomfortable. It likes to stay the same. It does not like change, um, and it especially does not like fat loss, which sucks. It is going to fight you tooth and nail to stay the same. Fat loss phases usually take extra work to stay in them because the body doesn't want you to be there. Like around like week four to six, your body's like, I am done. Get me out. This was fun while it lasted. Get me out of here. Um, So the more that we are aware that our body might be doing these things or like get a better understanding of these, the better we can prepare ourselves to deal with situations when they come up understanding, um, understanding these things are going to create some confidence for you and more self-governance over situations. So for example, if you know that your cravings are going to start getting higher later in the day, while you're in a fat loss phase, it can be helpful to try and save some calories for some treats at nighttime to help curb that. Um, make sure that you're eating plenty of protein during the day to help keep you full up until dinner time. Um, that'll also help you keep satisfied things like that. Um, it's also important to note that physiologically the body and fat cells, are a sponge um, after a fat loss phase, so it will store all the calories that you overconsume over your new baseline as fat. So this is why you have to be careful about like doing high days, low days, things like that. Um, so you really have to be careful about overeating and binging in a fat loss phase. So if you feel like you don't have control over that, you might not be ready for a fat loss phase. Um, and it's worth it to spend a little bit more time in a reverse diet and healing everything first, so that you don't have to drop your calories as much um, to see changes. And just it'll help set you up for success long term as well. It'll make it far less stressful. Um, So like it's good to like reflect back on behaviors that you may have had in the past um, in past diets so you can get a better understanding of how your hormones may be contributing to some of this stuff. And this happens to everyone, all these hormone changes. But the big thing that you have to realize is that when you're in perimenopause and menopause, These things are already happening. Like when estrogen goes down, we are already seeing an issue with insulin resistance. So our blood sugars are already more erratic. We're already dealing with crashes and cravings. So picking food pairings is going to be really important. We're already dealing with elevated cortisol levels. Our body can't handle the same amount of stress as it used to um, because estrogen is down. We don't have that hormonal buffer anymore. So now the eat less, move more that you were doing before made us be too much of a stress. So your body's not going to adapt to that. It's going to hold on to belly fat because when cortisol increases, we are going to see that we need somewhere for cortisol to go, to go. Unfortunately, we have four times the receptors for cortisol and belly fat than anywhere else in our body. So it's really important to keep cortisol in check as best as you can. And again, it's already going to be elevated during perimenopause and menopause. We can't take as drastic measures for fat loss anymore, so it will take longer. Um, You might have to do multiple cycles, and that's okay because you're stressed out. You're not sleeping enough. You don't have good energy. You're cutting calories or cutting your carbs or doing tons of cardio. That's stress on top of stress on top of stress, which means cortisol is going to skyrocket even more causing all of these negative side effects and you are going to still stay stuck with that menopausal stress cortisol belly which again you do not want and we're already at risk of this without adding the extra stressors of a deficit We're already going to have issues with ghrelin and leptin. So we're already going to have more hunger and feel less satisfied. We're already going to have issues with fluid retention because progesterone's dropping. We're already going to have issues with crashes and cravings because of our satisfaction decreases when estrogen decreases. We don't have those receptors in the brain being full anymore. So it's really, really important to note that these things are already happening during perimenopause and menopause. So That's why the way you approach fat loss has to be different. It can't be as drastic. And we need to make sure that you're actually ready before you go into a fat loss phase. That is so, 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 so important Um, because I see this all the time. People try to rush through. They're like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then they try and go into a fat loss phase and then they're there for four weeks. They start feeling super terrible you need to come out of it. So you come out of it slowly. So let's say that adds an extra. Well, you've tried four weeks of a fat loss phase went terrible. So now you got to spend another four weeks coming out of it. Now we got to spend probably another four to six to eight weeks trying to heal things and then go into a fat loss phase. So instead of spending the extra four to six weeks to go into a fat loss phase, you wasted four dropping down four to six coming out another four to six trying to fix everything. So you basically added three months to your journey. So it's worth it to try and spend a little extra time focusing on healing everything, setting yourself up for success. So we don't have all these crazy hormonal stuff happening, which is already happening during perimenopause and menopause. So I cannot stress enough, take more time in a reverse diet, focus on healing those things before trying to dip down super quickly because it will not lead to success. I hope you found this helpful. I know it's a lot of science, a lot of information, so you may have to listen back to it. If you ever have any questions about your specific situation or you feel like maybe you dieted for too long or you're not eating enough, just contact us. We are always more than happy to help you figure out your calories for free, kind of where your macros should be, where your strategies are that you should be utilizing, why things aren't working for you anymore, where you're at. If you have hormone tests already done, we are always more than happy to look those over for you. Um, so again, I hope you found this all ha- all happy. Oh my gosh. I hope you found this all great. I love talking about this stuff. Enjoy the rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Bye.